Welcome back to the Evening Roundup show here on Connect 91.5 FM. We are going to we are actually going to start our panel discussion tonight. We are inviting three guests on air with me today and we are going to be talking about the farmers protest that is going on in India currently. It's been going on for over 2 months now and it's made it a wide, you know, impact around the world to the Punjabi community. So we are going to be joined today by Raminder Hare of Lean Sahora and Manira Perwal. So let's bring them on to the air. Hello. 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 Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. And I'm just going to make sure we have everybody on the line before we get started on the intros for all of you guys. Hello. Hello. I if I remember here, my audio cut out for a second. No worries. So I have all of you here as Manira on as well. Yes. And um, one of you guys, we can hear a radio feedback that's on on the back. Can you just turn that off for us? Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Oh no, it's still there. <laughs> okay, we're just going to continue on. Can we, um, one by one, if you guys can start just by introducing yourselves. We'll start with you, Manira. Okay. Well, my name is Manira I'm 17 years old. I go to school at Ellen Matheson Secondary, and I become very passionate about the farmers' protest as of lately because it hits home, and it's really close to home. And then, okay, and then, uh, Raminder, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Raminder here. A lot of people know me as for me. Um, born and raised in Surrey. I'm a lawyer in downtown Vancouver. Um, advocacy is something that I'm I'm passionate about, and I guess the reason I'm joining in is because I actually get to talk about um, our community here, our Punjabi mm-hmm. community here, and then if the possibility of talking about the laws around this come up, then that's something I can address too. Definitely. And last but not least, Avleen, would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners? Okay. Hi, I'm Avleen. Um, I'm currently attending SFU in my first year right now. And like Manira said, I've become very passionate about this just because it really does hit home. Mm-hmm. And... Okay, so we know that these protests have been going on for over two months, and we, from because we, we've talked about it quite a bit on the show, and we also addressed that these protests are happening peacefully, and they're in place to help um, remove the bills or stop the bills that are impacting, you know, the farmers' income because of the MSPs, and you know, the laws just aren't fair in the favor of the farmers. Now, is there anything that you guys want to add to that so we can give the listeners full context to exactly what's going on in India right now any of you <laughs> yeah, I think that's good I, yeah um yeah okay it's a good starting point <laughs> yeah no and if you have anything to add that's what we're doing the panel add whatever you have because the thing is I feel like a lot of people especially who aren't fully aware of what's going on we only know what the news is saying or what the major outlets are saying and I feel like as a community obviously like the three of you who have joined me tonight you guys are going out to these protests. You are making it really well known online on social media, and social media is playing a huge part on this. But is there anything in more detail that we need to know about the protests that are taking place right now? Um, I'll say something. It's reminder. So I had written a post yesterday about just a simple guide. Now that we have more people aware and also mm-hmm. 
different people of different backgrounds, so not just us Punjabi people. We have all different types of people engaging now race, racially. Yeah. Um, so I had just put something out there about this is like what you need to kind of know as a starting point as to what these protests are about. And I think that when people see us protesting here for something in India, their question or their ears perk and they're like, well, we can't do anything about that, right? We can't do anything about their laws. We can't change their laws. And I, I feel that maybe it's being framed that way because, or it was at least, I think it's gotten better. But our goal in doing these protests is not to change the law of India. Um, we can't directly do that. It's virtually impossible. They're governed on their own. Our purpose in doing these protests is to raise enough awareness worldwide um, where India sees that, hey, all of these countries are involved in, which is now the biggest protest in human history, um, especially when it comes to a democracy. And so we're creating all of this noise, if you want to call it, or awareness on social media and otherwise, because we want people to know, we want people to talk about it. We we need everybody on board. And from that, you know, it trickles down into who are the connections that people have that can actually affect that change. Um, we can't go there and actually change the law. And so I think it's important to make that distinction. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree. And Aveline, um, Manira, do you guys have anything to add to that? Um, no, I think you pretty much covered it. Just that what we're doing here is just to stand like in support of the farmers back in India and mm-hmm. just to spread awareness, just as um, she had said. Yeah. Now, I do want to remind you guys and remind the um, listeners as well that our lines are open. So if you guys listening in have anything to say about what we are going to be discussing tonight, you guys can give us a call at 604-561-0915. Again, that number is 604-561-0915. Or you can send us a WhatsApp to 604-807-0915. Now, I will... uh, I'll ask you this question, Aveline, and then we will play it forward and go through the rest of you. Now, why is it so important that the youth here in Canada know about what's going on in India right now? Um, I think it's really important for us youth to be engaged in this because without farmers, a lot of us would not be in this privileged position that we are in. And since we are in a privileged position, I think we should we should use that for good. Like we should use that to support the farmers because truly without them, we would not be here. Mm-hmm. And Raminder, do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, I think that, that that makes sense. I I do feel that some people have lost sight of where a lot of our families have come from, whether that's our parents or our grandparents and how this all began mm-hmm. um, and the reasons as to why they came here in the first place, which is why I've been telling people to advocate and to protest. It's because we are given this privileged voice to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we didn't leave people behind in India, let's say, to come to Canada to then just forget about how this all started and mm-hmm. how we were actually given the seeds of, um, no pun intended, of these opportunities. Yeah. And Manira? Um, I think it's really important to emphasize the privilege. I think a lot of us do lose sight in how privileged we are. Like, privileged to go to school where we do, and even privileged to sleep in these heated homes while, like, our elders are sleeping on the streets of Delhi, you know, fighting mm-hmm. for their rights, fighting for a battle for us. Um, and I think it's important to take that responsibility to speak up and 
understand that there is a lot of oppression happening right now. Mm-hmm. And to take a backseat would just do injustice. And now we get asked the question a lot, why are you protesting in Canada? What is protesting in Canada going to do for people fighting in India right now? And we'll start off with Reminder this time. Why is it so important that we do these protests across Canada and across America, across the whole world for um, what matters? Yeah, so kind of along the lines of what I was saying, it, it becomes about creating the noise and awareness around the globe really as to why this is happening. I mean, I do generally see this as a bigger um, message or point. I mean, I do a lot of equality and diversity work in the legal profession. And what has come to light this last week and a half for me is that, yeah, I may try my hardest or my committee may try the hardest to break down systemic barriers that we have in our professions. But This is also about showing the world, um, you know, our community, our diaspora coming together, meaning people that are of Punjabi or Indian backgrounds all over the world to really show, you know, of course, our passion for where we come from, but our passion when it comes to human rights and having peaceful protests in a democracy, because, you know, it wouldn't happen here, God willing, it would never happen here. And I think people just see India as, I mean, of course, it is a third world country, um, but their constitution is one of a democracy. Mm-hmm. And so if that was happening here, you know, people would be outraged. And I think that maybe an assumption is made for those that don't understand as to why it's important. It's not that anyone should be getting tortured, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, that they do have a right to a peaceful protest. They are not under, if we want to say, a communist or fascist regime where you know, there are different ways of going about things to achieve a result. This mm-hmm. was all done behind their backs. And, you know, we we know that we're in a privileged position to be able to create enough awareness around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's just, you know, adding on to my previous point about we're not trying to change the law. We're trying to get enough attention out there where a bunch of countries can band together Mm-hmm. to ensure that nothing happens to um, the people back home. And that's an amazing answer with so much knowledge behind it. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more on why it's so important for these protests to not only just happen in India, but the awareness to go across the country, especially as, you know, people are part of the youth. Now, let's take a quick break. We'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back to the Evening Roundup show here on Connect 91.5 FM. I am your host, Anmol Ajla. We tonight are joined by Avleen, Raminder, and Manira to talk a little bit further about what's going on in India and you know why is it so important to kids that are basically born here and you know showing so much passion and support to the protests going on in India now Avleen I have a question for you and obviously I'll get the rest of you to answer a little bit later but right now we were talking about why it's so important for us here in Canada to show support I kind of want to branch it off because we know that Justin Trudeau did mention the farmers during a press conference he sh- he basically stated he will support and Canada will support those with the right for um, freedom of speech, basically, in a peaceful protest. Why did you think that was such an important thing? Um, I think that was really important and really good that he did mention that and talk about it because I feel like that almost puts a little bit of pressure on the Indian government to mm-hmm. they kind of know, like, the world's watching you and what you do and how you treat these people. So I think that's why it was really important. And 
Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I'll get you to kind of branch off on this Manira, but I'm going to ask, ask a little bit more further. He, We did see a, like, I guess a news report saying that this... His standing up for the pro, um, protesters did put, dampen the relationship between Canada and India. But mm-hmm. obviously it was a sacrifice he thought needed to be made to show support because we have so many Indo-Canadians living in Canada. But why is it so important for him to stand up against, I guess, another world leader? I think it was really important because, one, it was spreading awareness, whether it was in the you know, expense of another country, it was awareness spread for the protest. And I think having that open dialogue and having that conversation helps educate others, which helps us steer away from negative or false narratives, which is what we really don't need right now. Mm -hmm. And again, it is really just spreading awareness. And I think a lot of us really need to do that, whether it's social media or talking to people in power. It's really important to have that open dialogue and that language Mm-hmm. that conversation to say, hey, there is a problem and, you know, we need to fix it and we need to make our voices heard. Definitely. And Reminder, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think just kind of echoing on that point, it is important to, for world leaders, I think, when it, I feel that everything is kind of becoming one, that's mm-hmm. what I kind of want to say. So Justin Trudeau said something and it reached India and it had some sort of impact, right? Relationship aside you know economics and trade aside we have one of the largest minority populations in all of canada making us a big majority of that minority population if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um in bc we are you know the the largest visible minority he knows where his supporters are coming from he knows who the members of parliament are that back him right um Mm -hmm. what their backgrounds are and and you know i don't know how much knowledge he has but he like for us as Punjabis, it's not far far gone. It's only been 30 years since there was, you know, a genocide. And that's something that a lot of people are fearful of. And I think we're really blessed to have access to social media the way we do. I just found a new respect for it today, just maybe more so about how I'm posting and what I'm posting and um, the replies I get. But, you know, creating that awareness and the bubble of the internet essentially can go far more than just you know, talking to someone on the street these days. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's what's really changed when it comes to um, government and politics. It's that a lot of the power is in our hands to create that. And so if they know that we're watching and they're aware, the Indian government, I mean, that, you know, all eyes are on them. Best believe that, you know, they'll at least be thinking about doing anything very bad. Mm-hmm. And um, now I, my next question is going to be, and I'll direct this towards Manira to begin with, is why is why do you think that, you know, we did have the Prime Minister of Canada speak on the topic. So it is, it's been in there in the media. We've seen different news outlets covering it. But how come we haven't really seen that much out of the Punjabi community talk about this and spread further awareness about it? Um, I think within the youth, uh, from my point of view, I think we've all done an excellent job of trying to get our voices heard and spreading awareness. Um, I feel like in terms of people with influence speaking, more in terms of like Bollywood, um, I feel like Bollywood celebrities hold a lot of power and influence in the Indian society. So their lack of support is really harmful and it impacts how people will support these protests. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of that is really... Punjabi people or not, I feel like I don't want to emphasize Punjabi because I don't believe this is a Punjabi problem. It's an Indian problem um, and it's 
a cultural problem. So, you know, the Bolly- Bollywood is so heavy dependent on our culture and mm-hmm. their absence really speaks loud. And I feel like a lot of people are following in their shadow, which is really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Aveline, I'm going to get you see if you can say more about this in just a second. But I do want to remind our listeners, the lines are open. So if you do have any answers to the questions that I'm asking these three lovely ladies tonight, or if you have anything yourself that you want to add to the topic, give us a call at 604-561-0915. Again, that number is 604-561-0915. But if you don't want to call in, you can always send us a WhatsApp to 604-807-0915. Um, so, Aveline, do you think you can branch off of what just we just heard right now? Um, yeah, I completely agree with Manira that um, Bollywood celebrities, they hold a, like, a lot of power and they have such big platforms. And to think that they capitalize off of our culture and they can't speak up about our struggles, mm-hmm. that it's really disappointing and really heartbreaking, honestly, mm-hmm. because like almost like what's the point of having such a big platform if you can't use it to help those who are being oppressed in your own country? Yeah. And I know you guys are probably going to be more aware of it than, you know, anybody else kind of thing, because we are more on social media than other generations. And, you know, we use the term canceled culture a lot. And I I hope all you guys can agree with me that canceled culture does come up time and time again, especially more so this year than anything. I feel like I've heard it being thrown everywhere. Now, I'm going to name like a couple um, like actors from the Bollywood to you, and that's going to be Akshay Kumar, and that's going to be Sunny Dill, and it's going to be, you know, Saminder. You know, they are people who played, you know, Jats in movies, right? They had the Bhagwan, they had, like, they were playing, you know, that you know, Punjab Munda, but you, you know what I mean. But in the movies, they sold like the Jat culture. That's what they sold in a lot of movies, and now you don't really hear from them. And how do you think that's sitting with a lot of people in the youth? Do you think they are literally canceled culture now? Um, here, we'll target this to Ruminder first. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, I made a whole post about this the other day because I was just, you know, I stopped watching Bollywood quite a while ago. I'll watch mm-hmm. a movie here and there. Um, I don't even know why. It just was something that I stopped watching. But yeah. it was, it's just like, I don't want to even be so overly passionate or negative about it, but I'm yeah. actually just disgusted by the whole situation. And mm-hmm. you see them, you know, going to Gurdwara in the movies, playing, you know, some pendulok, having a pug on, mm-hmm. calling themselves the jat, wearing a kurta pajama and all this stuff. And, you know, they haven't come out. I mean, let alone the, the Western celebrities that haven't come out Um as the girls are already saying, the ones in India are not coming out. And yeah. so that's what's been my frustration this week is that that level of influence is not out there supporting us. Mm-hmm. And so to come back to the previous point you you made about why is it nobody outside of the Punjabi community, that's why. It's because the the news here, I mean, okay, not in the last couple of days, I want to say, because I've had to write to CTV and CBC and uh, I don't know who's following me, but I've done a lot of that. Yeah. Because they're they're putting out inconsistent information. Yeah. They're 
their articles are all different. And Mm -hmm. so I had to point that out to them. And it's based on lazy journalism. Mm -hmm. And they can't go to any reliable source if you want to say that, Um, even if that's a a Bollywood celebrity. It's like, okay, this is what's happening. It engages them, right? Mm -hmm. And so their lack of presence, as they're already saying, is is really weighing on us heavily because we're doing, not like we mind, but all of the heavy lifting Mm -hmm. um, in smaller platforms trying to band together to get the same level of awareness. And I think that that's just weighing on all of us a lot. Now, I really want to keep the topic of what's going on with the Bollywood culture, but I do want you to expand on what kind of like false information is being put out into like, you know, our community, because obviously it's very important for us to know what's true and what's not true, especially since this is something we want to raise accurate awareness around. Yeah, why are they calling us, like, Galistani and terrorists, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're calling us extremists, and that was, like, the CBC National was there in Delhi. Yeah. They had a reporter there. This is what I wrote them a letter about. I mean, I also interviewed for CBC Vancouver at the rally on Saturday. They cut out a majority of my interview, like everything important that I was saying was cut out. Mm -hmm. So that was disappointing. But, you know, the CBC National, like they were there. And so rather than actually showing what's going on in in these protests, what these individuals are going through, right, Punjabi or otherwise, they just stood there, Mm -hmm. right? And so that gets to be that just gets to be upsetting. And then in that same, this video that they had posted, CBC National, they're calling, they're saying that we are here protesting, we're being called extremists, mm-hmm. right? And so then when you're posting about protesting, people that are ignorant to the fact of why you are protesting are mm-hmm. going to, in their head, already assume you're an extremist. Yeah. So why would they support you? And so it's overcoming all of those systemic barriers that I was saying earlier and having to jump through more hoops by emailing the news to say, can you please do your research mm-hmm. before you post something? And the Indian news as well, um, putting out fake stuff or now putting out news today about this illness that killed 500 people or something, it, you know, and it's just been derailing the whole conversation away from why we're actually doing this. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's been, um, my main frustration with everything. Yeah. And Avlene, um, do you, or, you know, even Manira, whoever has anything to say, but do you guys have anything to add on whether we are getting a lot of false information pumped out into, you know, the community when it comes to what's going on in India? We'll start with Evelyn. Um, I feel like speaking about the media in India, they've been um, showcasing these protests in a very negative way. Like, just like how um, she mentioned calling us extremists and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's why it's even more important for us to use our voices, use our platforms to reach out to our um, news stations and stuff to get positive light Mm -hmm. um, shown onto the protests because that's not going to come out of the India media. Mm -hmm. But it's so important that these protests do get shown in um, positive light because they're peaceful protests. They're all they're asking is for the bills to be revoked, and mm-hmm. I think that it's really, really important that the positive light does get shown onto this protest because they're not. It's not going to happen any other way if we don't use our platforms and use our voices to get that to happen. Mm-hmm. And Manir, do you have anything to add? 
I think I'm going to piggyback off of Lean's um, point. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, as believers of democracy and human rights, like, um, we as humans should stand up for any injustices happening in the world, regardless of whether we have a connection to the country or the people. I think it's our duty or our responsibility as humans just to stand up for what's right. And I think we see firsthand that history is being made. Yeah. And whether people want to take a back seat on that, I think it's important for if people aren't going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it and we're mm-hmm. going to spread awareness about it. And we're going to make sure, you know, the mainstream media knows that we're a powerful force and we're going to get our voice across. Definitely. We are going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more further. and We'll backpedal to the whole Bollywood aspect of this because I feel like we can get an interesting conversation going there. So let's take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the evening roundup show here on Connect 91.5 FM. I am your host, Anmol Ajla. We are continuing our panel discussion with Avleen Raminder and Manira tonight. We are talking about what exactly is going on in India. And, you know, as youth, as people living in, who are born and raised in Canada, why it's so important to talk about what's going on in India. And, you know, not just talk about it, but actually go out and support the cause. Now, the lines are open for any of you guys that want to call and join the conversation answer any of the questions that i've been asking these lovely ladies or just you know tell us where you stand on all of this you can give us a call at 604-561-0915 again that number is 604-561-0915 or you can send us a whatsapp to 604-807-0915 again that number is 604 604- 8070915. So let's go let's start going back into the conversation that we we started a little bit a while ago and we we're talking about canceled culture and everything. And now I do want to point out cuz we know that not only is Sunny Deal a actor, he also is a member of parliament in India and that's been getting a lot of attention because he is a member of parliament but we haven't heard anything from him regarding these protests now we'll start with you Aveline what do you have to say about that um again like he is one person that has capitalized off of playing roles of our culture and and um to add to that now that he's a member of parliament and he still hasn't said anything like it's like a double whammy of disappointment almost Mm -hmm. like you're a member of parliament in a democracy so and one of the fundamental rights is peaceful protest, and these peaceful protesters are being met with police brutality, water cannons, tear gas, and there has been nothing said about it from mm-hmm. on your end as a member of parliament or as an actor who's capitalized off of our culture. So to me, it's just even more disappointing, and and I honestly, I don't even know what else to say yeah, other than that. No worries. Before I pass um, the torch on to you, um, Menendra Manira, we do have a caller. So let's just listen on, on what they have to say. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, um, it's a really interesting topic uh, that's going on right now. And uh, I would like to uh, put some light on what's going on in India right now. Okay. Um, so, bill has been passed, which says now farmers can sell their crops pretty much anywhere in India. Mm-hmm. Now, the issue with that is, first, farmers, they don't have enough money to store their, um, let's say, crops and mm-hmm. then go all the way to some other part of India to sell the crops, right? Mm-hmm. First issue. The second thing, there is no MSP on the on the price. So, so let's say if I am a farmer, right, 
I am producing the crops, working hard and all. I won't be able to sell it directly to anybody. Mm-hmm. There has to be some like, like uh, big firms that's going to buy my crops from me at, at, at like a uh, lower price. And then they're going to um, store it in their um, um, storage area and then sell it at higher uh, rate. Before there were, I don't know if you know what RCA, like like the people who buy crops from um, uh, farmers and then sell it in the grocery shop, mm-hmm. they are gonna be eliminated from the whole scene. So they they cannot do it. Even mm-hmm. if the like the shopkeeper wants to uh, buy the crop, they have to go to the big companies who are buying it from the farmers itself. So it's like it's not clear how. Um, the farmer is going to make money and then for sure they're going to be exploited. Mm-hmm. Um, so the protest going on, um, the farmers, if you know, they had meeting uh, like four days ago uh, with the government. And then the, before, like at the beginning, government wasn't saying, they, they were saying like there's nothing wrong uh, with the um, the bill. Mm-hmm. But four days ago, uh, they said, okay, if you... Um, it, we understand there are some issues and we uh, can work out together um, to solve them. Let's say we can provide you the minimum as MSP and stuff. But now the farmers say we don't want it. We just want to cancel the whole bill because mm-hmm. uh, we are not secure. Because like if there, uh, let's say if there is an issue, then there is no proper authority that's going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right? So the farmer who, who, who has to work like very hard, uh, to make money, it, he's not going to go anywhere. Nobody's going to help him, right? Mm-hmm. No, thank you for that. Um, okay, so um, girls, when it comes down to it, when it um, comes down to what is going on and basically when it comes to the new bills that are you know up in question and what the protesters are protesting against, we have seen, I think you guys may have seen it, that viral tweet that goes around that says, can, and you imagine living on a $2 minimum salary kind of Mm -hmm. thing right and i'm pretty sure all of you may have seen that because i see that one go around almost every day i see it reposted kind of thing and here we are lucky enough to have like i believe it's over 15 dollars for hourly wage kind of thing and a lot of people make over that now the thing is why is why is no one seeing the light in that kind of thing I think that's one thing we're noticing is that it's not being shined that way because I think you said it, Reminder, that a lot of these news organizations are saying it's extremists or it's Khalistanis and stuff like that. Why do you think that whole just, you know, minimum pay is not being acknowledged? Uh, Reminder, I can let you take that one. Yeah, I want to talk a little about a little bit about the legalese behind this, but I want to simplify it for everyone listening. And I had talked about this earlier on my story. So first of all, the courts and lawyers and opposing parties have said that these laws are essentially unconstitutional, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. You already have all these parties that are saying it should not be going this way, that are backing these protesters that had already protested with them. And so here in Canada, let's say you're going to be making a new law, right? We talk about this in um, a part of the Canadian Bar Association. So we talk about, okay, what are the new types of um, things that we want to work on, right? And yeah. then you look at how do these affect the stakeholders, right? Stakeholders being how would these new laws affect the farmers, right? Mm-hmm. None of that consideration was taken into effect. Mm-hmm. On top of that, these bills were passed during COVID. Mm-hmm. And so they 
did it in a rush. They went out of their way to make sure that these farmers were not consulted and passed it. Mm-hmm. And that's not a democracy. That wouldn't happen here. So let's say here you, you know, there are a couple of processes and steps you have to go through to have a contract. So that's offer acceptance and consideration. And usually we don't look at capacity as much, but I'll talk about that because that really is a concern here when it comes to the small and marginal farm owners who are 50% of, you know, the overall population. They're 70% of India overall farming. So let's say you go to the store, you want to buy a gallon of milk, right? Mm -hmm. That gallon of milk is on the shelf or in the cooler or whatever. It's $3.99. So they've offered you, okay, you can get this for $3.99 if you want, Mm -hmm. right? And then you go to the till and you're or you're taking the the jug and you're like, yeah, sure. So you've accepted that because you've took the jug. Mm-hmm. You go to the counter and you pay them. So that's your consideration being like, here you go. I'm going to give you $3.99 plus tax for this jug of milk. Um, that's the contract. And so first of all, there's already been a step missed there because they never accepted anything. Right. They never accepted that. And like we can get into legislation, but generally they never were even consulted to know, is this going to be right for us? Mm-hmm. Right. And then on top of that, you take into consideration the fact that, you know, some of these farmers are illiterate in the sense that they can't read or write. Right. They can't afford lawyers. They don't know what's, you know, what the implicate. They do know what the implications could be, of course. Mm-hmm. But generally, when it comes to negotiating with the government, they have no idea as to what the actual long-term ramifications are going to be, just like the gentleman said, like, there's no MSP, right? What are the long-term effects of that? Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're going to be further driven into debt. Their land's going to be taken over. Subsequently, they may kill themselves, which has already been happening. Mm-hmm. You know, a farmer killing themselves or committing suicide every 30 minutes right now. And so they have skipped so many steps right now. Mm-hmm. And that part is not being highlighted enough in the media But I also don't think that they're educated on it because they're not looking at the right resources. Okay, and then um, we do have a uh, WhatsApp that came in today, and it's from Parm Sahoda, and she says that why is India promoting Khalistan? This has nothing to do with the three black laws that have been passed without any um, consultation. So, and she also just added that there are well-informed leaders with the farmers. So do you guys have anything to add to that? I'll pass it to Manira. Um, I think when talking about this matter, it's really important to kind of leave religion out of this. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's a farmer issue. Mm-hmm. And there's farmers all over the world. So I think re- leaving religion out of this is really important. Yeah. Of course, um, Khalistan is a huge part of India's society. But I believe... This is not a cause on matter. It's a matter of farmers not getting what they deserve and, mm-hmm. you know, being put at the back burner. So I think we really need to put religion aside and focus on the topic at hand, mm-hmm. which is farmers and which is giving them the justice they deserve. Mm-hmm. And why do you guys think that, you know, this is coming into perspective. Why do you think people keep bringing Khalistan into it when, you know, we've to- been told time and time again that this protest has nothing to do re- with religion. This protest has nothing to do with politics. This ha- protest is only surrounding the rights of farmers and, you know, actually giving them what they deserve for the hard work that they put in. Why do you think it keeps circling back to topics that aren't even related? Avlene, I'll let you answer this one. Um... I think 
that's just another way of people who don't agree and who don't support the farmers to um, put this in a negative light, Mm -hmm. to make this seem like it's something wrong and something bad that they're doing. And I think that's why it's even more important to really highlight the fact that this is a farmer matter, not it's not it's not even about culture it's not about Punjabi it's nothing like that it's just farmers which there's farmers all like in so many different states in India so I think that's just people who are trying to make this protest look bad Mm -hmm. they keep bringing up that point when it really has nothing to do with it no definitely Everminder do you have anything to add to that yeah, I was just going to say it's a diversion. Um, you know, people in the media using that Khalasani terrorist or extremist thing mm-hmm. um, to divert. I mean, if people are posting that, they should stop because then that just, you know, gives people something to latch on to. Yeah. say, Oh, yeah, look, it is happening. Right. So I do want to say that because I have seen it a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, not much and not lately, which is good because there's been some like PSAs out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I do just see it as a diversion, but I think it becomes muddled because uh, I'm not disagreeing, but it is a farmer issue. But it just so happens that a majority of the individuals there are Punjabi. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the way that we support ends up being culturally right or, yeah. you know, by doing bot and doing all these things. And so it's it's hard to balance. I think we we're all very passionate for different reasons and. As I said earlier, six are obviously uh, fearful of another genocide or have that in the back of their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when it comes to the farmers, then just, you know, this is like we've been saying about fundamental human rights and it could happen to any farmer anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just explaining that to, to individuals that may not understand, um, that may that may just be a good way for them to understand. Definitely. And Manira, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, I think that was pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So we all in agreement. Okay, and you yeah. know we we do have a break coming up, but I just wanted to you know let the listeners know that the lines are still open. You can give us a call at six zero four five six one zero nine one five. Again, that number is six zero four five six one zero nine one five. Or you can send us a WhatsApp to six zero four eight zero seven zero nine one five. That number is a six zero four eight zero seven zero nine one five. Now, when it comes down to it, when we are seeing all of this happen, we are seeing a lot of attention on social media, um, you know, with, I guess, like people showing support through um, infographics from pictures of what's going on in India and everything. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to I want to get more into the conversation of what people can do to take advantage of. I guess the fact that we do have social media during this time, that we can t- um, show awareness during that time and what we can do to help those um, around us better understand what the farmers are going through. We're going to take a quick break. Hang on tight. We'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back to the Evening Roundup Show here on Connect 91.5 FM. I am your host, Anmol Ajla. We are continuing our panel discussion, and I am joined by Avleen, Raminder, and Manira. And we are talking about exactly what is going on in India, why us here in Canada should care about it, what we should do about it, and exactly what 
is going on. Like, you know, we've been told during the discussion today, we've been notified that there are times where, you know, false information is given through media. And it's important for us to know why these farmers are protesting, what their reasons are, and that it's been a peaceful protest. Now, uh, before we went for the break, I did mention that I want to talk a little bit more about social media and the aspect of it. And before I do ask the question and pass, pass the torch along, we do have a WhatsApp that was sent in during the break, and it's from Neelam Dollywall, and she says that, is there anything more that we can do in Canada to help the people in India or bring out more awareness? Okay, so I'm going to pass that on to Avlene first, and then we'll go from there. Um, okay, so I think the best thing you can do right now is keep spreading awareness. Keep posting on your story. Keep making posts on Instagram. Keep informing other people when you see them. Um, I think that's the best way to get the word out. And just do your own research and mm-hmm. be educated first. And then go on and spread that awareness so we can spread it po- correctly and positively. And reminder. Yeah, like Aline said, I want to really touch on the educate yourself part because um, I'm lucky that, you know, people are sending me stuff all the time um, throughout the day. So I get to keep my story up and running, let's say, while I'm working. Mm -hmm. But the frustration, I mean, I agree with the raising awareness. I don't think it, I mean, of course, they need money and donation. Yeah. But I don't think that's the main concern from what I've heard. Um, Mm Mm-hmm through somebody that's heard through somebody I don't want to say yeah um so the organizations are saying just keep spreading the word mm-hmm. um but when it comes to to that it's what's been frustrating for me um as someone that's posting like 24 7 almost is you know you see something mm-hmm. and then you don't know if it's correct so I was saying you know the most annoying thing about spreading the awareness and for other people to become informed is Mm -hmm. that not everything is legitimate out there. You have to double and triple check to even know, is this actually happening to people today? Is it not happening to people? Did this person actually go on house arrest or did they not? Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like you read the news here, you're going to assume it's correct. And so I think, um, you know, when you are informing your friends, make sure you're informing them of the right stuff. Um, someone could easily just Google, let's say, even a Punjabi teenager, for mm-hmm. example, can Google and say, oh, oh, never mind. They're just extremists. Right. Yeah. And just keep on going or something. So I think it's really important to open up that dialogue with those that are uninformed and lead them to the right resources. Mm-hmm. And Manira? Um, yeah, I totally agree. I think education and having that open dialogue and conversation can go very long in this protest and in this movement. Mm-hmm. But I think something that's really important is holding people in power and accountable, mm-hmm. holding everybody who is in Bollywood accountable, you know, have have people in power use their influence for better. Have they helped this movement progress? So I think it's important. Let's step back. And we're do- I believe we're doing an amazing job at spreading awareness and mm-hmm. doing what we can in this time. But I think it's time to look at the people in power and hold them accountable and say, you know what, we're doing our part. It's time for you to do your part, and let's hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, I know, um, Reminder, you mentioned this, when it comes to fact-checking and everything, 
what would be the best way to go about it? Because right now, I know you did say that sources like, you know, other news outlets that have been very trustworthy or people have been relying on for years have been mentioning that this is a extremist event or a Khalistani event and stuff like that. How can people who are just, you know, simply just unaware of what's going on and just trying to do the common deed of trying to figure it out know how to fact check? Um, Ramindra, I'll pass this question to you. Yeah, I want to say something about the Bollywood thing before I forget. It's like, okay. I know I'm just a little being a little snarky okay. and a brat, but can you imagine if like this was happening to even one or two Bollywood celebrities, the mm-hmm. outcry that there would be, right? Mm-hmm. And this is happening to over 12 million, 12 million people, right? Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show the importance that they place on those individuals. But I digress. And I will, play off, <laughs> I will play off what you just said, because I think during our last panel discussion that we had, Someone mentioned that when there was that drug scandal or something that involved Deepika, it was all over, everywhere. Everyone was being involved with it. And I think that does go to show what you just said as well, that if it does involve one of them, then you do see it pour out more. Yeah. And the roll, the snowball. There you go. Yeah, the snowball effect. But yeah, when it comes to fact-checking, what can people do? So I think it's important for especially those um, individuals here or across Canada or in modern countries, the States or the, the UK, if you want to say Australia, mm-hmm. I, I honestly just feel that following local people or um, people on the West Coast is going to be the best source of news at this moment mm-hmm. because you go on India Times or something like that, um, whatever, Economic Times, I don't even know, they're all they're all a blur in my head at this point of who's right and who's wrong. But, mm-hmm. you know, those those Indian newspa- newspapers and articles mm-hmm. are almost the like least accurate out of the news that's coming. Yeah. And so that's what's happening when, you know, I'm trying to check something. I'm, I'm checking basically their social media and then I, I double check on the news just to see if this exact same thing was said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I think it's important to know that to try to find as much local information that you can in terms of like people that are posting from the protests. There mm-hmm. are a couple of people that are doing that and giving some messages. And so um, a lot of us are sharing those when we get them. But I got to say, it's very difficult to know exactly what's going on right now because of lack of transparency mm-hmm. and um, the manipulation in the media right now. And so I think people just got to find their trustworthy, whether that's bloggers, whether that's um, based, honestly, that's where I just feel it lies right now is, mm-hmm. is through Instagram um, as the media source because you can't rely on an Indian website to give you reliable news at this moment. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you you can't rely on our news outlets because A, they're not posting it and B, they're factually incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of the individuals that are now just coming on board, whoever is already been into it for the last couple of weeks already knows like their go-to people I find Mm -hmm. um, where they're getting up-to-date info but for everybody else that's um, listening or maybe will you know to to just hone in on what exactly is happening and then find the people that you relate to the most Mm -hmm. and I do want to remind the listeners again the lines are still open you can give us a call at 604-561- 0915 if you have anything to say about what we're discussing tonight again that number is 604-561-0915 or you can send us a whatsapp to 604-807-0915 now we know fact checking is a big thing and that this has 
at the end of the day, the protest has nothing to do with religion or politics and, you know, that whole nine yards kind of thing. But when it comes to us here in Canada, what can we do to, you know, better educate the public? Because we've said, you know, um, Instagram posts, we've said, you know, going on Twitter, making sure that you're like, remember, you yourself said you are going out and you're messaging these news sources and calling them out on the false news. But we've been seeing protests and everything and we've been seeing the car rallies and everything. What can we do during those times to help, you know, tell people around us? Because I remember hearing the story of people who were at the protest and there was just a bunch of like, let's just say non-Punjabis walk by and they're like, what is going on? Like, what are these people doing kind of thing? Why are they holding up traffic? But what can you do to like, just simply explain what is going on and help raise awareness? Um, we'll pass it on to uh, Manira first. Um, I think one main thing I need, we should emphasize is sticking to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. I think this is a farmer's problem. This is, and I totally agree, I 100% am for the rallies. But I think sometimes people get caught up in moments like this. And yeah. then people bring in religion or, mm. you know, all these materialistic things. And I think it's super important just to stick to the topic at hand right now. Mm-hmm. We're here just to make spread awareness and hopefully make a difference and make our voices heard. So mm-hmm. if we can stick to the topic and if we can make our voices heard, if we can have an open conversation with people and if we can educate people out of our inner circle and out of our community, mm-hmm. I think we'll be one step closer to getting are striving for that common goal. Definitely. And Aveline, do you have anything to add to that? Um, just like how you were saying, um, there was people who were confused about why the rally is going on and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. if you're there at the protest, if you see something like that, explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's how you reach people is if they're curious, explain it. Or, And even about the rallies and stuff, um, just posting about it, getting the word out more. And I think the car rallies have been like a really good display of um, support Mm -hmm. and spreading awareness, like just with the signs and the imagery of it all. So I think it's really important to um, post about it so other people can find out about it and also attend. And for the people there who are confused, if you see someone like that, just explain it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like explain what's going on. What's going on exactly? And for um, I'm gonna I'm guessing all you guys went to the car rallies over the weekend and last week as well. How exactly was the experience with that? We'll start with you. With you, Reminder. Um. Yeah. So I I live and work downtown. So my experience was a bit different. I on Wednesday I I expected not to. I didn't expect to go for long, but then I of course stayed. Yeah. Um. So I. I videoed everything from my blog when I was like from the downtown consulate as people were coming in. Mm -hmm. So that was very cool to see. I didn't have the experience of starting from Surrey. Yeah. And then when it came to Saturday, um, I had already had word that people were coming to Vancouver again. And so I did the same thing um, where I where I was there and I didn't go on Sunday because I I was really tired. But um, the experience was. It was very empowering to see all of our 
you know, community come together. To be honest, we already know it was only the Punjabi community that was there. Um, so it was very homey. And, you know, on Saturday, I walked all the way around, like, to see where all the cars were. So I wanted to um, Instagram the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that was insane to see the amount of support. And it felt like a community. And, you know, it kind of brings that Indian, like, actual India community here because, you know, we are non-resident Indians, but we do have some sort of link or a lot of us do back to there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that compared to Wednesday, um, on Saturday, I saw a couple of non-Indian or non-Punjabi folk. Yeah. Um, and so that was really nice to see, you know, a couple of Caucasians there. And while I was getting interviewed for CBC, she was trying to listen mm-hmm. to what I was saying and she was really into it. And it was just nice to see that, you know, whoever was there supporting knew some of them had signs. Um, and so it it really um, warmed my heart to see people from other communities and just to see us all come together for a mutual cause. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Definitely. And what about yourself, Munira? Um, Again, I think it's super empowering just to see the resilience and the commitment our people have to back home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she mentioned it pretty spot on. I think one thing I w- have started to acknowledge is, although I'm not in Delhi, although I was never born in India, mm-hmm. I am a first-generation Canadian. It's important to acknowledge our struggles aren't the same as theirs, but it's important to stand behind them. And, mm-hmm. You know, tell them, you know, you fought for us and now we're going to fight for you. And I think these rallies mm-hmm. are a great way to prove a point and mm-hmm. say, we're standing behind you and we got you. Regardless of if we're across the world, we got you over here. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping for the best over there. Definitely. And yourself, Aveline? Um, I unfortunately didn't get to attend either of the rallies because I was working and I had class during the mm-hmm. time. But no worries. My mom and dad both went and they were astonished by the amount of youth that was there. So it, that's honestly really, that was really nice to hear because I know a lot of the time our South Asian youth does get a bad rep sometimes. Mm-hmm. So this was nice to hear that there was a lot of support from us. And it's nice to know that we didn't really, like we're not forgetting where we came from, that there's a lot of support, even though that we're here, mm-hmm. we still like recognize the struggles and we still want to help whatever's going on back home definitely and i know you just said that there was a lot of youth there and why do you think that you know we have so many you know so many people from the younger generations that are participating in these protests because you know you said it did catch your parents off guard and i feel like it is catching a lot of parent people off guard because a lot of these people yes they do have ties to india but they were born here and what the uh what the connection that they have is so strong that they continue to go to these protests but what is driving the youth to still stick through this and continue to go to these, you know, events and these rallies? Um, We'll start with you, um, uh, Reminder. Yeah, I think that for them, it is a community thing. So all the friends are kind of banding together in their own individual ways. Um, I feel that it has allowed people to be very creative. I mean, some of the signs that I've seen are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, some of them are borderline. And so I didn't post them just mm-hmm. because I'm at almost 10,000 followers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be posting borderline stuff. But hey, I thought it was really funny um, mm-hmm. to see, you know, some people in Kortipa Jamis, see people have their their um, 
little trailers on the back with tractors on them, right? Like you name it. There was so much creativity. And I think it was the fact that everyone was, or a majority of the people, I mean, let's say when I was downtown, um, I was one of like 10 people or 15, right? Mm -hmm. The majority of like 80, 89%, 90%, whatever number were coming from Surrey. So they're all able to go in a crowd um, in some sort of, if you want to call parade or or whatever, to show their support. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that for a lot of these individuals, they would have had that, you know, the feeling of just, oh no, I should have gone and supported and this is why. And I think that, the younger generation now is, you know, becoming more in tune with the culture. I feel that at a certain age, you kind of forget it and then you start to remember it again. I know mm-hmm. that happened with me, um, you know, and so I, I don't know, it was, it was just nice to see and they were all just excited and yeah, I think it was just a nice way for everybody to, to be together um, outside as well during COVID and for them to have a, an actual need and reason and desire to be out for a good cause. Mm-hmm. And um, what about yourself, uh, Manira? Um, I think for myself and some of my peers, it's a sense of ownership and mm-hmm. acknowledging that we are very privileged and we are only privileged and we are only able to do the things we do because of the sacrifices of our parents and our grandparents and our ancestors that were made in Punjab, that were made in India. So I feel like for me, again, it's a responsibility, you know, and I I always connect India to the identity of myself, my parents and my grandparents. And to see that being tarnished piece by piece, especially with farming being such a fund- fundamental part of it, mm-hmm. it's something that would just, you know, be such a hard thing to watch, especially when we have a voice and we can do something about it. I think mm-hmm. it's important to step up to the plane and be like, Yes, I'm privileged, but I'm only privileged because of the sacrifices of my parents and my grandparents in India. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of us are only one generation down from being in Delhi right now, protesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's important to acknowledge: yes, our struggles are not the same as yours, but we understand the struggles you are going through. Mm-hmm. We are going to stand here for you. So again, I think it's just a sense of ownership and responsibility, and almost. I think it's a topic that's really trendy right now, but I think it's also something a lot of youth is really passionate about. Definitely. And yourself, um, Aveline? Um, just like Manira said, that a lot um, a lot of us would not be here without the struggles and the hard work of the farmers back home. Like we were, it was just one decision that we ended up here and not there mm-hmm. still. So, um, for me, it's the amount of gratitude that I have for the farmers, mm-hmm. um, because without them, I would not be here. I would not be attending university. So for me, standing up for them and advocating for them here, that's my way of almost repaying them, mm-hmm. like not by not turning my back on what they're going through. Yeah. So it's a lot about gratitude. Definitely. We are going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the discussion. We're almost there. So stick through it. We got a couple of messages coming your way and then we're just going to wrap this decision, uh, this discussion up. Welcome back to the evening roundup show here on connect 91.5 FM. I am your host Anmol Ajla. 
I am still joined by our lovely panel. We are talking to Avleen, Raminder and Manira about what is going on in India right now and why it is so important to support the farmers during this time. And, you know, being of the younger generations, why care so much? Why put so much support towards, you know, the protest that's going on right now? We are coming to the near um, near the end of our discussion. So before I let the three of you go, um, I just want to give you guys the floor. If there, we'll go one by one. If you guys have anything to say, anything to add that we did not cover through the discussion today, and that you want the listeners to know, any major points, information, anything like that. So we'll start with Avleen. Um, you can take the floor. Um, I think we've covered a lot of it. I think just to everyone out there listening, please, please, please keep spreading awareness and advocating and please educate yourselves. Try finding sources that are re- are true and they're um, showing like positive light on this um, movement. So I just want to say, please keep advocating. Please keep spreading awareness. Please keep donating. And yeah, don't forget the hands that feed you. Mm-hmm. And uh, reminder. Yeah, I like the end quote there. Don't forget the hands that feed you. It's um, you know, it is a privileged thing. And and for me, I know as a lawyer, I'm privileged. I wouldn't have that privilege generally if it wasn't for my parents and for where we came from. I think it's really important for everybody to to really bring themselves down. I'm talking about the Indian Punjabi community here. Mm-hmm. Bring yourself down to ground level to remember, you know, how you're here, why you're here. Mm-hmm. When you go to India and you're in the pind or the shed and you're eating a meal, right? A lot of that comes from hand-grown wheat and vegetables and mm-hmm. all of that. And so, you know, that you're not going to have that if you go back and, and um, you know, there's, for some families you won't have that anymore just it's just unfortunate and so I think that that's really important to um, remember and um, I mean I try to put as much news out as possible on my Instagram so if anyone does want to follow me I do try to double and triple check it's um, Ramihe so R-A-M-I-H-A-Y underscore and so I try to do as much as I can in terms of bringing that awareness but I think it's important for everybody to to post about it, to spread the news to their friends. And even today I had one of the partners at the law firm call me. We had a just a telephone meeting about a file and he's like, how are you? And now I was like, you know what? Perfect segue. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, I was doing great up until about a week ago. <laughs> right. And I told him, and then I told him and then he's like, Oh, I saw that. And then like, he had no idea as to the actual seriousness of what's going on. And so then I informed him, right. Mm-hmm. And all you can hope is that one person that you inform is going to inform another. Mm-hmm. And so don't believe that if you're just one person, you can't actually, you know, make a, a tangible difference. So mm-hmm. that person's going to go tell another. So I think for everybody involved, no matter if you have one follower, two or like 50,000, you know, tell whoever you can to get the word out there. Mm-hmm, definitely. And last but not least, uh, Marina, what do you have? Um, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think emphasizing that, the connection with this protest, everybody is connected to it, whether mm-hmm. it's the food you're eating, whether it's the clothes you're wearing, whether it's the spices you're putting in your food, we are all connected to this. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we all sit down, we all eat. So I think it's important to emphasize that everybody is connected and that it is a human right, mm-hmm. a human right to be able to eat, to be able 
to have the government provide for you. And it's something that India's things or the farmers of India are being stripped away from. So I think like using correct hashtags, writing letters to government officials and educating yourself and those around you and only circulating accurate information can bring us so much closer to our common goal. And I think it's just once I think all of us using our voices is just one way to, you know, bring this worldwide and mm-hmm. make our voices heard, which I think is really important. And I think like it's amazing the things we have been able to accomplish. And I mm-hmm. think now it's just like, okay, we've done that. Let's keep going. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation we have had, and I feel like, There was a lot of information that will go a long way to our listeners tonight. And again, thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, I hope that, you know, you guys can continue to make a difference, you know, with the protesting and the awareness that you guys are reaching. And, you know, um, for everybody listening tonight, if you guys do have any questions regarding what's going on, again, you guys can do your research, reach out to these lovely ladies or, you know, contact us here at Connect FM. We are going to keep trying to bring more content coming your way so we can continue to educate you guys on what exactly is going on and where the attention needs to be drawn.